What I see mostly with a lot of people is they don't know what that next step is, right? And so then they don't have that trust that the next step is going to be supportive for them because they have no idea what they're meant to be doing. Houses, relationships, cars, money. That's the byproduct of coming into alignment with yourself. So I always suggest the best thing to do is to feel into the harmonic alignment of just pure joy and pure gratitude and pure unconditional love because embodying those emotions in the body is enough to shift the playing field to open up to creativity, imagination, inspiration, which is really the soul's way of expressing itself through our physical vessel, which is really source's way of experiencing its expression through the soul, through our physical vessel. So then the outer layer of that is a purpose, is a direction, a movement of energy, which is what we are. That desire means that that timeline has already been created for us because there's no time and space. So we're just following the alignment and bringing to us what that is. And what that is, is known to us through the exploration of moving in that direction through love, joy, gratitude. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to The Awaken Podcast, a show in which we dive into some insightful, expansive conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. This is the ascending journey. My name is Brian Henry. I am the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy over at togetherweascend.com and your host of the show. What an incredible transmission and activation this was. I felt it and I think you're about to as well. Zoe Davenport is doing some incredible work helping light leaders and the co-creators of this new earth with embodying their highest available timeline. She teaches an approach of embodying the higher frequencies of unconditional love and pure joy that leads into inviting in the divine inspiration to create, to serve, and to play. And it's through this embodiment of unconditional love that we become of our greatest service to others and embody our highest timeline. The energy that she's bringing through through her own embodiment can easily be felt. And like I said, I'm just so confident that you're about to feel it too. 
So in this one, we get into a pretty profound conversation around this degree of embodiment coming into coherence between mind, body, and heart so that we can become these open, clear channels for the messages and expression of source through us and how we can go about living a life beyond fear, with trust, the life of our highest available timeline. So if you're ready to be supported in embodying your highest available timeline and be inspired by a woman that is so clearly doing so, I invite you to stick on with us for this episode of the Awaken Podcast with Zoe Davenport. But just before we jump into this conversation on the show, Ascenders, I ask that you kindly consider sharing this episode with three people that you care about. As each and every individual steps forward in becoming a fuller expression of their purpose and their potential, this inherently serves the all. Because we are in this thing together, and it's together we ascend. And so I ask that you consider sharing this episode with at least three people that you care about in support of them and in support of our collective as a whole. And if you share this episode through one of your social media platforms with the hashtag TogetherWeAscend, you'll be entered into a monthly draw that we'll be doing for an Ascension-related prize. So again, share this episode through one of your social media platforms with hashtag TogetherWeAscend for a chance to win an Ascension-related prize. But what do you say we now jump in to another expansive conversation on the Awaken podcast? Let me officially welcome you onto the show, and thank you for being here, Zoe. Mm, Thank you for having me. such a pleasure and a joy to be here in this now moment with you and allowing the conversations to flow and however however it wants to land. One of my favorite kickstart questions. What's on your heart? Mm, love that. What's on my heart? What's on my heart right now is unconditional love and really holding true to that resonant frequency of unconditional love and really trying to embody that in any relationships I have, any creations I have, anything I'm calling in is to be able to meet others in the deeper chambers of their realities from a place of compassion and from a place of awareness of all the different layers of which the ego plays out. Because what I'm finding in the collective and in the individual, the micro experience is as we're evolving into higher and higher frequencies and we're learning how to kind of ground in that new expanded awareness of us, the quite close dynamics that we may have shared with people through relationships or friendships, or there's evolving that needs to happen within those connections. And they're either going to evolve together in a resonant frequency, or they're going to get dropped out pretty, pretty quickly. And so the conversations I've been having with, with many people this week is of that nature of that dissolving of the mind thinking we're going in one direction 
And then there's a complete kind of 180 or a complete twist or a turn that leads to the dissolving of that experience or that expectation. And there's that kind of void space, that, that unknown and sitting in the uncomfortableness of that and feeling comfortable with not needing to know, but also knowing deep in the heart that there is something way more aligned that's coming in for us if we can just trust. And so in its simplest form, we could be moving along in our reality one day and like, bam, a relationship of 20 years just dissolves overnight, done. And it feels so good because we know that whatever imprints we're playing out for each other is complete. But we have to overcome the ego need then to have all the conversations and the drama karmas and just really see it in its most purest essence and send those beings love and gratitude and blessings for the roles that they played, no matter how uncomfortable or how brilliant it was. Relationships don't always need to end because of there being something bad that happens. There could just be a natural moving away as the soul in individual's expression is wanting to understand itself through a different, a different portal. And so this is very prevalent right now, right here, um, especially with a lot of beings being called into action to spend time nurturing and loving their inner child and showing up for their inner child so that the inner child feels safe to come out and explore itself through creativity and imagination. And how this is affected on the collective is we raise our frequency above those denser timelines that are playing out in duality and we come into neutrality and we're able to hold that field long enough to see transformational shifts in our immediate future and for each other because we have more space now because we're not operating on these, these lower fear-based timelines and we're not operating from these relationships that are complete. So many different intricate layers happening in the heart and that's the best way I can articulate it at this time with what's happening in, for myself personally and also what I see on a, on a macro scale. So not much, just an easy week. <laughs> <laughs> it's as easy as we let it be. Mm -hmm. I believe that um, that openness can be so powerful, so important for allowing perhaps something better to unfold through us. Now, what gets in the way of that? Oh, you're asking the question, what gets in the way? Mm -hmm. I would say it's the fear of trusting as things want to dissolve, to not try to hold on to those fragmented parts of self or the others anymore, is to really go into maybe the layers of the heart that would feel tender or sadness and sorrow, like hold compassion for those parts, but also to come into a vibrational state of resonance of the highest frequency so that what is them wanting to come in can be a vibrational match so that we're not creating too much separation, void and space from what we've let go of and what we're calling in. Mm. Do you find that embodying that higher vibrational state does this how much of this entails the mind setting intention perhaps visualizing what that next step looks like that next chapter 
Hmm. Well, what I see mostly with a lot of people is they don't know what that next step is, right? And so then they don't have that trust that the next step is going to be supportive for them because they have no idea what they're meant to be doing. And so sometimes people do know they have a general idea, but then it's just, it's more the visualization of stuff, right? Houses, relationships, cars, money. That's the byproduct of coming into alignment with yourself. So I always suggest the best thing to do is to feel into the harmonic alignment of just pure joy and pure gratitude and pure unconditional love because embodying those emotions in the body is enough to shift the playing field to open up to creativity, imagination, inspiration, which is really the soul's way of expressing itself mm-hmm. through our physical vessel, which is really source's way of experiencing its expression through the soul, through our physical vessel. So then the outer layer of that is uh, purpose is a direction, a movement of energy, which is what we are in our most simplest form where emotion, energy of motion. So move towards that particular goal, that desire. And then the fact that we have that desire that's come through that inspiration of source through love, the embodiment of love, the embodiment of gratitude and joy, that desire means that that timeline has already been created for us because there's no time and space. So we're just following the alignment and bringing to us what that is and what that is is known to us through the exploration of moving in that direction through love joy gratitude and then the by byproduct of that is we get to help other people by the sheer embodiment of our frequency people will feel a difference by being in our field and some it may trigger them because it will highlight all the incongruencies within their reality so they'll project and some they'll dive in I want what you're drinking. What are you doing differently to the rest of the planet? Why are you smiling? Why are you so happy? For no other reason than to wake up and and feel the joy and wonderment of this creative expression that is the physical journey and this human experience. And then the byproduct of that is the stuff, right? The house, car, money, whatever. But we've got it all backwards. When you ask about the mind, we, we try to do it backwards. We try to focus on the stuff to then focus to come into alignment. We try to focus on the staff to then help others to then come into alignment with ourselves, to then open our hearts, to then feel that resonant frequency of, of, of joy. If we do it the other way around, it's through the feeling, which is that feminine energy, which then supports that greater expansion, which is that inspired action, which is that masculine drive, which then the outer layer supporting others, the outer, outer layer is the staff. And that's not taught enough in the spiritual communities or the spiritual ways or whatever the word spiritual is. I mean, the word spiritual has been so verbally vomited mm. around and so diluted in its purest and truest essence of what it was intended to be as a vibration. I actually feel that we need an up-leveling of the word spiritual because sometimes when we say the word spiritual, we also separate ourselves from others. I'm spiritual, I'm awake. This person isn't awake. Well, then we're in our ego. We have to tell someone we're spiritual, we're in our ego. And so the wordings, how we use our language is having an effect on 
that embodiment and that alignment to source is having an effect on that embodiment and alignment to showing up in greater service to others. It's having an effect on that embodiment and that alignment of how we get to step beyond time space to create the outer layers of the stuff, you know, the car, the house, whatever, whatever our desire is that we need to feel supportive in this physical experience. And the mind <laughs> will always put roadblocks in the way because the mind doesn't want to change because it wants to stay with what it knows. And so we have this expression in humanity, creature of habit. I, get, I have the same tea in the same cup every day. I, I like this. I drive to, to, to work on this, on, on this road and I sit in this chair every day. These are all conditions that are limiting our potential. We want to mix up the energy and the patterns and the programming so that we can come into deeper resonance with that heart coherence and that alignment of joy. But the mind will always uh, resist that because it doesn't know what it doesn't know and it doesn't like the unknown because then it will, its identity will have to shift. Who is that being, that version of us beyond what we know? And that's the dissolving of all of the ego caricatures and identities. And we really start to do that inner work, but it's all coming back to source. It's all embodying joy. It's all embodying love. Mm -hmm. um, I'm allowing for that to be the foundation from which the inspired action and the inspiration first is, is being received. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that inside out approach going from mm -hmm. see it to believe it to believe it and you'll see it and starting with that practice of of joy of you mentioned the word um i think you said neutrality zero point now i find that there's this this very difficult to speak to intersection point between embodying that 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 presence that that sense of neutrality but then also instilling into the experience and allowing our beings to be invoked with, with that, that joy, that energy, and, and being able to, to bring those, what may seem to be separate different things when, when spoken about, but being able to bring and actualize that within this now experience. What words do you have to say in terms or with regards to being able to to find that sense of of presence of of joy for being within oneself regardless of what the physical circumstances may be mm, that's the million dollar question right if humanity can crack that we crack the codes of the universe we really do because it starts with that how can we be present within ourselves for no other external reason other than to experience the divine. And we do that by affirming, reaffirming, reminding consistently, getting into the embodiment and feeling of that and knowing of that, that we are not separate from source. We are not separate from each other. And this is all a holographic experience projected by the observation of our soul of what it chooses to see. And so we can choose to see ourselves in light of God, in light of the divinity. 
or we can choose to see ourselves in the chaos of what we choose to focus on externally for us. So there's one thing that we can control in this life and that's how we choose to think, feel and react and respond to things. We have complete control over that. There is nobody else that is controlling what we choose to speak, what we choose to share, how we choose to feel. And so especially now more than ever, because there is so much in the world that is specifically designed to pull a being out of alignment with themselves and pull them into the trappings of ego, of separation, of conflict, of divide, of envy, of jealousy, of hurt, of judgment, of pain, of sorrow, of suffering. And how do we really get to support humanity from swirling in those energies and those emotions? And so we aren't responsible for saving, fixing, or healing humanity, but we are responsible for our own emotions and our own well-being and our own awareness. And as I said, don't forget, as we come into alignment, the byproduct of that is we feel better. The byproduct of that is we do have a greater capacity to serve others. A byproduct of that is we are taken care of because we are so in alignment with what we are wanting to choose to create and explore in this reality. So the question that I hear most from people, and I'm even hearing this from those of some of you that are listening is yes, but how, because this thing happens and this thing, and it's like, get really, really, really silent. Just get silent, just sit in silence and breathe bring it back to the breath. That's the most powerful tool that we have to clear and transmute any energy, any toxicity, any ego beliefs, just breath and feel that breath in the body and feel that breath filling up with light into every single cell and feel the release of that breath, that exhalation into the earth and into the core of Gaia to release everything that is stagnated or not in resonant frequency to our highest available timeline and to our higher selves. And I will share this as well. You don't go to the gym one day, maybe you kind of like, you know, maybe put on a few extra pounds over Christmas, it happens. And you're kind of like feeling a little bit tub tub. So you go to the gym one day, you don't look straight away in the mirror and judge like, oh my God, like I haven't changed. You gotta exercise your spiritual muscles, right? So it's practice, right? Same with, doing some of these very easy techniques. We don't need money to breathe. We don't, need, uh, we don't need a lot of the stuff that we think we need when it comes to coming back into alignment with ourselves. And the most powerful tools is right in, in here. It's the opening of the heart, it's getting present, it's breath, it's connecting to nature because what nature does is it, it clears out of our field any and all lower density energies and it expands our aura. So when our aura is expanded, we're expanded so there's an energy there there's a frequency and affirming to ourselves daily what do we embody what are we choosing to create what are we choosing to call in so these are really simple tools but the mind will be like oh it must be more complicated than that and it really isn't like it really isn't but the mind's like yes but i need to keep searching for the hidden treasure and spirit's like it's here it's here breathe like oh I, what just breathe yes get present yes slow down, slow down, because the breath, what happens is it helps to calm the nervous system. It starts to build um, assurance back up with the body and the mind that we are in charge of these vessels. 
and we become open conduits of these higher dimensional frequencies that are coming in through this awakening that we see, right? So we're all shifting from in and out of duality multiple times a day into neutrality multiple times a day. We're shifting in and out of 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D, whatever, multiple times a day. We're never truly resonant in one dimension at one time. We're, we're multidimensional. And so these tools and techniques that we use can help us access those deeper, more multidimensional parts of ourselves that allow us to be open to what wants to be known, what wants to be shown, the direction. And then when it comes in, it's like, oh, wow, of course I was always meant to do this thing with this person at this time. But we don't know until the very last minute, until we get out of our own way and we get present, really, really, really present and just just calming that energy. When you say we don't know to the last minute, you mean to say that the inspiration to act is more of a moment-to-moment expression? Yeah. Because if we're not present, where are we? Where are we? If we're not present to this now experience, where are we? We're either living in the past or we're in the future or we're looking at the future that is, or that we're looking at the future through the lens that the future is separate from us. So then we create this gap and this divide because we don't know how, the how, the steps to get there. Whereas the presence is the embodiment of beyond time space, which mm-hmm. brings in all elements of ourselves, past, present, future. We can resonate. How does it feel to be the future version of us now? Wow, it feels really good. Okay, how, what is she doing differently? Wow, she's like, she's working out every day. I've always wanted to work out every day. Okay, what else is she doing, right? It's, just, it's getting into that, those deeper layers. Like, what is that desire And as we come into that breath and that stillness, we anchor in that version of self. And guess what? Those steps are known at the last minute. Of course, I was always meant to move to Costa Rica. I didn't know I was meant to move to Costa Rica until I came to Costa Rica. I was guided here. I didn't know I was going to live here until a year after practically living here. And then it dropped in. I was like, oh, this is where I'm meant to live. Right. This makes sense now. But had I been shown that two years prior, my mind would have been like, oh no, that's too complicated. And how's that going to work? And we just follow. We're always being guided. Universe is like, okay, we've tried it this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. Hello, you're listening. We're like in the past, in the future. Meanwhile, take a breath. Okay, what's being shown to me? What am I feeling? What am I sensing? Oh, don't get that flight right now. Okay, stay at home for a couple of weeks. Oh, I've met somebody now. Oh my gosh, they've opened up this opportunity to go work with them. I'm just giving some kind of practical real life experience that we can be reminded of, right? That's the flow of it. We're, it's non-linear, this experience. The mind makes it linear, black and white. Okay, this step, this step, this step. We're non-linear, we're spiral, we're multidimensional. So we can weave in all these different aspects and versions of ourselves and we thank our past self, we thank our future self, and we sit in the presence of that. Okay, thank you, past self. Now I'm here. Thank you, future self. What is to be known? What are the steps? What is the alignment? What is the flow? What is the desire? <laughs> I'm always bringing through uh, tremendous amounts of information through these transmissions. And it is a transmission when I'm, when I'm sharing information, I'm connected into my higher self and, and the divine. 
And so for any of you that listen to this and you're trying to catch up, like listen to this a, a few more times because there'll be a deeper layer that will un uncover for you and to take notes of this because these, sometimes these downloads come in, it's like the blueprint of the next steps, right? Of how we can support on that greater, greater trajectory for everyone. So if it's feeling a bit like, it's just like, and don't worry also about trying to catch every single word because it's also, a, it's also an activation, it's an upgrade, right? And so, and I'm listening just like, okay, I have to try and figure it all out right now. It will, it will drop in when, when you're meant to know. I'll be like, oh, that's what she was talking about. Okay, mm -hmm. get it now. <laughs> yeah, so I was just about to say there's something to be said about opening up to receive that which goes beyond the, the conceptual understanding. And that I, I think uh, a good friend of mine always starts her transmissions with saying, as always, oh, um, receive this with a with an open heart, set the intention to, to receive this with an open heart. And I think what that points to is this, this very visceral shift that, that can occur within us if we, we be present with the, what it is we're experiencing, what it is we're receiving without necessarily trying to wrap our minds around it. Mm -hmm. So I know that that practice of just being present with it, open, attentive, uh, and still I find it interesting because I, I do feel like a certain level of being engaged mentally um, plays a plays a part in this. I'm just kind of describing my own personal experience when I when I have these conversations. But still, I think that that foundation of of ease, openness in the body has this way of allowing for what's being delivered and given to be received more more openly, more fully. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I love how you um you point to this process being a very, the word that just comes to mind right now is very visceral um, happening within, within the body. Like you, you were speaking to transmuting the energy and, and coming into alignment as, as, as something that, well, again, the, the breath can support us in anchoring in. Feeling into that that sense of vibrational alignment. It's so funny. It's so funny because I find myself wanting to to think of the question to ask to to get there, but really it's it's again something that just goes beyond the the concepts. So to to find words to try to point to this this experiential sense of alignment um, can can be very difficult. But I still find myself wanting to guide someone into that sense. Well, it's something that can't be articulated by the mind alone. The mind has to come into coherence with the heart and then the mind can understand and it can ask maybe the question. So when we just focus through the awareness of the mind only, we limit ourselves and our ability to receive information. 
on those more uh, intimate layers with, the, with, with source. And so when we work in coherence with the opening of the heart, and then we also work in coherence with the listening of the gut. So it's that stream of energy consciousness, right? From the root all the way up through activating the pineal gland and up into the cosmos with that direct source channel. And so when the mind is limited and it's only operating from the mind, right? There's the other parts of the mind that we have been conditioned to turn off. How many times does someone say, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I wish I'd listened to my gut. Yeah, listen, it's there for a reason, right? But we want to be bringing these into coherence with each other. So I think perhaps you may be asking a question from, from that perspective. And when I'm tuning in, I'm like, oh, you mean like, it's bringing these aspects into it as well, the full body awareness. Mm -hmm. And then again, I find that the the inspiration um, that can be received as a, a mental concept comes from first again being being in that sense of coherence. You would say, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it's feeling, it's thought, it's emotion, right? All aspects, feeling, thought, working emotion. with one another. Mm -hmm. So you have those in resonance. So here's a big one for you. I'm going to share this with everyone. The, uh, a big uh, resistance that people feel when it comes to kind of like manifesting their desires or like making massive transformation in their life is because they're either just trying to do it through thought alone or they're just trying to do it through uh, feeling alone or they're just trying to do it through emotion alone. So if your emotions, your thoughts and your feelings aren't in cohesive resonance with each other, you're not a vibrational match to call in those opportunities to you. Boom, right? So when we think something like I am abundant and I am an amazing entrepreneur and whatever it is, right? Like whatever the things are, the desire is, doesn't matter. Like I am a homeowner. So if we're, we're thinking that, right? Maybe we're saying that, but maybe in our body, we don't feel the truth of that. Maybe we don't actually allow ourselves to go there. What would it feel like to imagine ourselves in the house, right? We've got the house. And then we're speaking to that into reality. And we're feeling deep in the knowing of that, that if that's a desire, then there is a way that that can unfold for us. So we have to match all of those pieces up. And I see this happening so often is there's cross beliefs. It's like they have a desire and they speak it into existence, but then the body's like contracted. It feels heavy. It feels like it's not possible. Well, we're going to be sending out conflicting signals out into the into the world, right? And so then guess what? It doesn't show up or it doesn't show up in a way we had intended for it. Or it's it's not as, it's not like the, the most highest available timeline to us. But that's a big kind of like um, uh, limitation that I see, right? It's when we're wanting to make those massive leaps forward, gotta get this into alignment, gotta get ourselves into alignment and listen to all of these pieces and pay attention, right? And if we're thinking something, saying something into the field, but there's something in our body that doesn't feel in resonance to that, we'll sit and talk with the body. Hey body, like, why is this not feeling good for you? Like what's coming through? Journal, speak, like the body will share everything. When I'm not in alignment to be with people and they're in my field, I will have instant resistance to them it's almost like repellent and it's almost like they, they they get kicked out of my field pretty quickly because it's not a match it's like pff, no that is not vibrating where i'm in alignment for 
And I have a pretty big field and I have a pretty big heart for unconditional love, but also not everyone is ready to play in that coherence. And so they just, they get out. So this is so important for our journey, right? So important. The health and well-being of our physical vessel is number one priority, in my opinion, to get everything opened up, the channels working, the energy flowing, the breath clearing, activating, expanding. It's all together, right? It's all the pieces. It's flexing our spiritual muscles in the spiritual gym. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and taking care of that vessel in a way that allows you to to be an open channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being in tune with those those signals of the body. Is there any advice that comes up for you with regards to just getting really, really attuned to that, being hyperly aware of what's being being received there, being the guidance that the, the body is offering us? Yeah, I mean, pay attention to what's showing up in the body. Um, uh, uh, what's the word? A pet peeve <laughs> that I have in the spiritual communities is there's this thing that's brushed off when people say, oh, it's just ascension symptoms. I'm going through ascension. And then they just ignore their bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, well, hang on a minute. Your body's having multiple migraines, gut issues, stomach issues, bloating, fatigue. Oh, it's just ascension. I'll just carry on with my life. I'm like, this is your body communicating to you. It is wanting to come in back into well-being and homeostasis. And what does it need from you? It needs you to be present. It needs you to calm the nervous system. It needs you to breathe. And it needs you to ask it what it needs. So never ignore the body. Never just brush it off that it's ascension. It may not be something that, you know, I've gone to the doctors before for like crazy stuff deep in my body. And I have found nothing wrong with me, like literally nothing wrong with me because it's happening on an energetic frequency that's not like quite physical, but I'm like having a very physical experience, but I'm still listening. I'm like, okay, so there's something here for me that is wanting my attention, right? And if you have, you know, if you're having a lot of these symptoms, there is something that is wanting to be shown to you through your body especially digestive, right? A lot of people I see have a lot of digestive issues, gut issues, which gives brain fog, fatigue. Yet we talk about, we want to activate our DNA and live in a high frequency. It's like, well, your body's not there. Your body needs you to be a clear and clean vessel to hold that frequency. And so listening to that, like what are these things that come through and love those parts and Yeah, I absolutely believe that you can sit with your body and self-heal, clear, transmute, and restore any part of your body at a cellular, atomic, subatomic level, and clearing the imprints in the energetic field, like going deep into the quantum physics part of that. Um, But sometimes the body might need something on the physical level, you know, as well as the energy work, as well as the intention. It's the same with getting these parts of ourselves into coherence, like the heart open, the mind listening to the heart, the heart listening to the mind, the gut, you know, that energy channel. It's the same with getting our bodies into alignment as well. And um, like even with uh, like foods, paying attention to what we're eating, like how do you feel afterwards? Do you feel alive? 
Is the food that you're eating alive? Does it light you up? Is your water alive? Is your water activated or is it dead? Is it dead water? Maybe you'll, maybe we're massively dehydrated. Like we want to be really listening to our bodies. Sometimes our bodies might not want to eat anything at all, but the mind will say, no, I was told I've got to eat three meals a day. Otherwise I'm going to starve. Right. Maybe the mind is needing to be softened and the body's like, no, I really want to fast for a day. I really want to fast for three days, want to fast for seven days. Maybe the body's going through some massive energetic upgrades, in which case the body might be like stuffing itself silly, like reaching for carbs and real like heavy foods. That's okay as well. Listen to that because, I mean, this is a, that's a whole nother conversation, not to get into it too deep, but just very lightly. When we're shifting from carbon to crystalline, a, a, a very basic particle level, we are vibrating at, we're learning to vibrate at different frequencies. There's certain foods and things that we will be drawn to in this experience that help to bind the proteins and the reconfiguration of our cells in a more crystalline version. So sometimes we do go through these processes where the body's like really not needing a lot of food at all. And then maybe we go through processes where the food, the body needs a lot of food. Sometimes we go through processes where the body's like absolutely do not want to eat this. Sometimes it goes through processes where it's like, I can't get enough of it. So letting go of the rules, letting go of whatever people tell you, you shouldn't, shouldn't do and shouldn't, shouldn't eat. Like frick, like I was veg, I was full on vegan for four and a half years, like solid. I was like, I'm never eating meat and fish again, ever. No, don't need it. I started having these insane energetic seizures, right, repeatedly. And, um, I asked my body, what do you need? I need to eat fish. Nope, anything else, not eating fish again. Kept having the seizures, kept having these like energetic things, like really intense, really, really deep, dizzy spells. Sometimes I would like black out and I would just see like holographic lights, just pure light and I'd fall to the ground. What do you need body? I need to eat some protein. Nope, not eat doing that. So this was about three months of not listening that I went through these experiences. So I finally sat in ceremony I talked to the consciousness of the, the fishes and I sat and got a fish line caught from the, the guy down the road. And I sat in ceremony and connected to the frequency of the fish. And I connected to the soul of the fish and I helped the fish to ascend into whatever it wanted to be in another life. You know, there's no time, there's no reality. This is all illusion. Right. And I sat with that fish and I ate and it was like, I came back into my body. And since then these energetic, uh, seizures, as you would call them, have been so much more expanded, but controlled in a way that it's been, it's like my body's been set free to feel the energy now without it feeling intense or fearful, right? Because it's a big deal. Suddenly you're like in the kitchen one day and then you start like vibrating, like and seeing all these colors and lights and things. So I started eating fish again and I'm eating fish right now. And tomorrow that could totally shift for me my body's like okay we're complete don't need to eat the fish anymore so please listen to your bodies you know let go of these labels and let go of this like uh, dogma and this uh, spiritual <laughs> spiritual programming that's been put into place in the communities to make you feel less than spiritual if you have certain things in your life you know like really lean lean into what you need right trust this this knows exactly what it needs and you will know if it's right for you because you will feel amazing. You'll feel amazing. You'll feel so energized and lit up and creative and abundant. Like right now I bounce out of bed at 4 a.m. in the morning. 
because I have so much energy and I can't wait to get going, can't wait to be of service. People think I'm crazy. They're like, God, you wake up too early, you work too much. I'm like, I really don't. I really don't. I love what I do. I love this because I'm in alignment. For me, four o'clock, I could like, I could stay up all night, but I'm like, all right, got to get some sleep. So just listening, listening to that will be transformational for all of you. Listening to that becomes more effectively done when we let go of the the rules that we've created these ideas around right ways of being or better ways of being. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just chuck it away. Embrace the messy human. Let go of the rules, the regulations. Like, honestly, Han, <laughs> I swear a big part of like when I'm working with clients and running programs is deprogramming them from the spiritual programs. <laughs> just like setting us free <laughs> for real. Like, oh, I was told this thing once 20 years ago. And I'm like, okay, and did you do that? No. Is it, is it in resonance for you? No. I'm like, well, do you want to let it go? Oh my God, can I? Yeah. You're probably on a completely different timeline 20 years ago. Let's let that go. Let's clear it. It's good. What do you want to do now? Oh, wow. I don't know. It's fast. It's good, isn't it? Let's breathe into that. What wants to come in now instead? So, I mean, yeah, I follow eat good food, drink good water, meditate, breathe, or, you know, the basics, great. But when it comes into, if it doesn't feel light in your body, question the source and question what you're receiving from someone. If you feel heavy and you feel like shamed, you feel like you're not doing enough. You feel like you've been told that there's times running out and you need to step up. It's all spiritual programming, which is actually linked into the matrix. It's all false light narratives that spin everyone around and around again in the karma dramas and the looping cycles and repeating patterns liberate yourself from those programs by breathing into your own personal truth for your own journey and your own creation and your own reality and you'll be so free as dude that there will be so much more here for you and it's like boom 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 transformational rapid upgrades like boom 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 oh my god like everything i've been like feeling into for the last 10 years came in in one month that's how quickly things can shift for us when we listen right and if people are going to think you're crazy sometimes of course they will we're all crazy we're all weirdos awesome doesn't matter when you know when you've got that tight trajectory you're that energy emotion and you're blasting forward don't worry about who's been left behind. You just, you just keep going. You just keep going. You keep following, keep trusting that. And everything will be here for you. I trust me. I've been on this journey for like a lot years, right? I've been through all the ups and downs and the inside outs and the fetal positions and the crying and the deaths and rebirths and the dark night of the souls and all the different versions of reality and light. And I'm just getting started. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, I'm just like, whew, now I've landed here. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is beyond this? because that's our deepest desire as humanity. It's like energy and motion. What could we experience and create? And what's the legacy that we wanna leave for humanity? And that's where it gets really fun. It's like, we get to now play in our divine contribution to others. We get to be those literal angels creating heaven on earth that creates those ripples across the whole of the planet. That's where I'm at. That's why, that's why I'm inspired right now. That's why I wake up at 4 a.m. Because there's so much that I want to do and create. 
I'm focused on that because I know that that brings me joy and love. And I just, I feel I'm so received in, in that, in that experience of desire of alignment. I'm so received. I receive myself and everything that wants to come in, it manifests instantly. Sometimes I have to be careful of what I think about because it's like, <laughs> it just, it, it shows up really fast. <laughs> so sometimes the things we think about that are in fear, it's like, oh, you want this? Here you go. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> that quicker manifestation is a byproduct of being in alignment. Yeah. But coming into that alignment wasn't a practice of here's what I want to manifest is more the internal work and making that feeling that one fell feels the, the priority above that. And the, the stuff ends up being the byproduct. Yeah. I mean, if you were to say to me like 12, 13 years ago, Hey, you're not going to work in catering. You're no longer going to smoke. You don't drink coffee. You don't, you don't drink alcohol. You don't snowboard anymore. You, you actually surf, you run a business, you travel the world, you do DNA activations. You work with amazing clients. You run retreats, you speak on international stages. I would have been like, <laughs> yeah, right. I had no idea that this was where I was heading when I was going through my awakening. But I knew that it was something more that I'd felt deep within my heart than I ever knew my physical reality to be. Because I was always searching for that thing inside of me. And as I went on that journey of alignment through breath, through, through focusing, through studying, through flexing the spiritual muscles, the path, the how unfolded piece by piece. And now we are fast forward 12 years later. It's like, wow, I could not have imagined this. I can't even imagine 12 years from now again, but I know that it will be a continuation of showing up in divine service and making a contribution to the world through play, fun, joy, laughter, and holding that resonant frequency to remind others, to uplift others, to inspire others. But I couldn't have, you couldn't make this up. Like my life, the last 12 years, I couldn't, I, I had, couldn't have had any idea. The only thing I knew was maybe I'm helping people with intuition. That was it. It was like the only thing I felt. That was the only thing my intuition told me. It's like, oh, that was it. So when we get out of our own way and needing to know, we get to be, we get to surprise ourselves of what our future self already has in store for us because there's no time. We've already lived it. It's already happened now. It just happened now again, right? So you just have to line up to that and follow, follow the flow. We can simplify to that mm -hmm. entirely and trust. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it's that easy. I'm like, well, kind of, yeah. I mean, you can go, you can freaking hike up the mountain with the rocks in your backpack if you want, or you can, or you can like take the rope and, and pull yourself up or whatever. It's, it's our journey. We can make this as complicated or as easy as we want. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not to negate that like bad things happen to good people. Like sometimes things just happen in, in reality. Um, but we do get to show up 
in how we respond to those things, right? We do get to show up beyond fear. If we could step beyond fear for a minute, what is there left? You know, could we imagine that our house would blow up, lose everything, bank accounts drained? Well, we really would need to be in trust of the universe then and be in divine grace. <laughs> and guess what? Like something will always work out if we keep to the resonance of that. And it's like probably one of the worst case scenarios, the house burning. <laughs> Being able to face even that. Yeah, I was chatting to a friend last night. I said, I, I really feel that I have fear, but I really, I just deal with life in a way that is present. So if something shows up that's present, I could be in a, in a relationship and go through a really intense activation and I totally shift my frequency and then that relationship is, is dissolved within a day. Straight away, if they're not vibrating at the same level, if they're not able to do it, that's okay. Because whatever we were holding for each other is dissolved. And it's those moments in life where there's such a deeper ability to come back to ourselves. Whatever happens on the external, it's, it's just the stuff, it's the noise, it's the distraction, right? Coming back to that presence of ourselves and going, okay, what is coming into my field? What is, where am I being guided? What is coming up for me? And we get wisdom from the ability to look at those parts of ourselves and not see it that we've done something wrong or we had a bad life in the past life and that's why we have bad karma. Like, yes, there's karma if we have a, a resonance to that. If we can go beyond that, we can shift into neutrality and understand reality through all of the different lenses and perspectives, which is also the perspective of our higher self, which helps us to navigate those more complicated, sensitive, trickier and tender parts of our physical reality. Relationships ending, people getting sick, people dying, houses, you know, houses shifting, um, jobs being lost, you know, not enough money, like whatever the things are, but we can come at it from an angle of just connection to self first and foremost and, and pivot and look at where we're being guided to next. Mm -hmm. And again, from that neutrality, that that sense of knowing and the ability to to interpret those lessons will will come about more naturally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to explore deeper into just getting really acquainted with and trusting of how we feel because I think the the fear of the unknown can can act as a as a block for this. And I also do believe that that, that sense of trust is is something that is is cultivated with with a little bit of momentum and, and seeing what unfolds for you. But I still see this even in just myself, I'll just from personal experience even though I've 
I've had experience that has seemed to suggest to me that yes, you can you can trust you can you can simplify it to this right here right now. There can be that reverting back to thinking that everything needs to be figured out that that unconscious um, fear that that gets in the way of being able to to trust in this now. Um, so I want to just kind of ask, like, what is it that or how do we how do we cultivate that trust? I mean, in its simplest forms, don't be afraid to fuck up. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Richard Branson had 400 startups before he created Version. I mean, admittedly, he had the financial resources for it, but he still failed 400 times. Right? This is our reality. Perhaps there's a medicine in the failure. Perhaps we do something and, um, oh my gosh, there's the biggest green lizard outside. I love all the little animals. When I'm doing these transmissions, all the, all the little birds come in and he's just like sat there. Sorry, I was just giving him lessons. <laughs> no worries. Um, <laughs> he, um, uh, he's contributing in his own ways. Yeah, oh my gosh, he's so cute. I very rarely see lizards here and I've been calling them in the last couple of weeks. I was like, I never see you guys anymore. I only ever see them on the street, but they never come to the garden. And so... Why have you, uh, we're going to take it back where or we'll see if we even want to, but um, uh, why have you been calling in lizards? I just love them. I love their energy. I just, the, the, to me, I feel like I'm in Costa Rica and I see lizards walking around like, cause they're just kind of like, they've got their swag on and they just kind of like do the little head bobs. And I just, I deeply, deeply, deeply have beautiful telepathic relationships with nature. Like, love it they listen as well and you really really like tune in they 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 hear it they hear the frequencies um so come back to your coming back to your question like if you could just go all in on your reality and not be afraid to mess up then what is there to fear so i'll give you an example um i think it was about seven years i was sat at my family home on the table one day and i was writing my book and I was waiting to create the lifestyle, like the, the online presence and things before I was gonna go and live that lifestyle. So at the time, my desire, which was in alignment to my purpose, was to travel, to go to these different places. And I was also shown that I would be working with um, the crystalline grid of Gaia, which is that fifth dimensional holographic structure and working with those energies and going to different places. But I was flat broke because I'd spent the year supporting my family financially and I'd broken my finger and my back in that year. So I was having some really big upgrades and gifts happening. And it also slowed me down. So I'm sat on the kitchen table. I mean, I, I, mean, I was like flat, flat broke. Like I probably had like, I don't know, a few pounds in, in the bank or something, like 300 pounds. And I remember having a conversation with my brother and he said, you're not happy. I said, no, I'm miserable. And he said, so what can we do about that? I was like, I have no idea. I don't know how to get myself out of this. And he said, well, if you could go like that, what would you be doing differently? And I'm like, well, that's obvious. He said, well, I said, I would be taking the trip that I'd planned a year ago to Central America, but I don't have the money anymore. And he said, okay, well, think of an amount of money that you would need to make that happen. And I kind of like loosely added it up in the most humblest trip ever. And I was like, oh, I don't know, like maybe about 2000 pounds or something. He's like, okay, so what could we do to, to create that? 
and my mind instantly shut it down. It's not possible. I have to wait, da, 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 da. And then my heart was like, oh my God. So you mean I don't have to be sat at this kitchen table. I could be sat looking at a beach writing instead. Wow. Okay. So I had 300 and yeah, it was 301 pounds in my current account. And I looked at flights and there was a single flight from the UK to Mexico and it was 299 pounds. And so I bought the flight and it was to leave three weeks later. And of course the fear was, you don't have any money. What are you doing? You're crazy. You should stay here for the winter. You should be sensible. And instead I just said, you know, what's the worst that can happen? What's the most fearful terrifying thing that can happen okay so step one would be I don't have the money and time to take the trip so I don't get on the flight I've lost 300 pounds that would be the next thing okay what's the worst thing after that well I stay where I am for a few more months you know I went through all these different scenarios and this is like a lighter version so anyway my point being I, I booked it for three months out and something incredible happened the the potential of what I was able to draw into my reality in such a short space of time shifted something in my awareness that I started to have excitement for potential ways to be really resourceful and take that inspired action to create the wealth that would be needed to take that trip. And Within those three weeks, I, there was a thousand pounds I'd invested on a course. They gave me a refund. There was a thousand pounds that I'd totally forgotten about in a, in a savings ISA that I, I, I released. My brother gave me some money. I made like triple, quadruple the money in my massage practice at the time. Like all of my clients wanted, like they got ridiculous. Some of them had like four sessions in one week because I was going and they're like, oh my God, we need to finish the treatments and the energy work that I was doing. And then there was something from here and, and I sold this. And so anyway, I, by the time I got on that plane, I had 4,000 pounds in my bank account. And it was like, and the first post that I wrote when I was on the plane was about trusting the unknown and taking that leap of faith. And what's the worst thing can, that can happen? And in that blog post, I said, and I quote, and I also know that spirit has pushed me to the edge time and time again so that I can share this to the masses one day to prove to you that sometimes maybe the fear isn't of it failing. The fear is deeper that it might actually work out for you and you're gonna shift big time. That's actually our biggest fear because who could we become beyond all of that stuff? That's really our fear. But if we trust that, everything opens up. And if it doesn't, if I didn't get that money and I didn't take that flight, it would have happened eventually sooner or later in a different way. But it's, it was the alignment to the desire, the opening up of the potential, the visualization, the coherence of my mind, body, spirit, my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings that allowed me to take the inspired action steps needed to manifest the exact money that I needed to take that trip for six months where I got to go so deep into my spiritual awakening. And that's when I started to receive all of the DNA activations and all of the codes that I have now gone on to teach to hundreds and thousands of people around the world for like the last seven years. All because I bought that one-way ticket when I had no money in my bank account and now I'm here. So we don't know 
what the potential can can happen time and time again and so trust in it not working out and it's okay and trust in it working out and it's okay because there's if it doesn't work out there's something to learn from that if it works out there's something to learn from that this is all a hologram none of this is real none of it not even money it's all an illusion all of it like it's real because we want it to be real and we have a linear experience with it but if we could step outside of time space we start diving into the quantum through the presence of our breath, through the ability to get still and silent. And then from that, the adventure of this expression called life is able to be known to us. And we get to show up in deeper ways of ourselves, our family, our relationships, our friends, in generosity, and make that bigger contribution. So it's not just the case of having a fear of the unknown. It's having the fear of the, what could, what could be created beyond that. That's, that's someone that awakens that the, the deepest, deepest desire is to be of service to others, is to contribute, but we've got to be in contribution to ourselves so that we can be that greater contribution. And it starts by taking those leaps of faith, faith those biggest steps and just seeing, seeing what happens. You know, maybe you start a business and, you come up with an online program and you're really excited about it and no one signs up. Did you fail? No, maybe that program was for you. Maybe you dissolve what that meant. Maybe there's something else that needs to kind of keep moving forward. Don't dwell on the staff. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Right? It's just life. Live it. Embrace it. Love it. <laughs> life shows up for you when you show up for life. Oh. Uh -huh. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that takes this willingness to to perhaps move through the resistance in the face of fear. And I think you, you've brought up some very powerful questions that if in asking or in asking, I think we were able to come to some just deeper clarity within ourselves. The questions being, what's the worst that can happen? And I often find that when we actually consider that question, it hardly ever, if ever, is as bad as what it may have felt like before we actually start to consider what's the worst that can happen. Yeah. I mean, how about living life just blindly ignorant? Everything's going to work out. Even if I don't know where I'm moving to the next day and I have everything in my moving boxes, and a house shows up that evening. I mean, that's happened to me. I've literally tested these theories. Like I have no idea where I'm living, but I have the vision and I know that it's gonna come through. And it was literally the night before. Like, oh, of course I'm meant to live in this space. I laughed though, because I didn't manifest the wall color and it's blue and I didn't manifest the size of the pool and it's a bit small. <laughs> so my guides are like, well, what do you expect? You didn't say the color. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, next time, next time. I, I, I see as specifics, but you know. And then what's the worst that can happen? Well, you book an Airbnb for a month or you put your mm -hmm. stuff in storage and maybe you go travel for a minute. Like phew, humanity just wastes so much energy on uncertainty and fear and, and all of it. And meanwhile, we could be spending all of that energy on like, well, what would it feel like to just embody feeling good and knowing that it will work out and just be be ignorant to that 
and hold that as the frequency, hold that as the intention, paying more attention to that than the rest of it. And feeling especially right the, now. <laughs> just for the sake of feeling good. Yeah. They're like, why are you so happy? I was like, I don't know. I just keep laughing. Me and my friends, we get together. We, we get in trouble. We all went to the yoga studio the other day. It's like five of us now that we were all in the same area. I was like, oh my gosh, we're like the, we're like the naughty kids at school because we just have so much joy in our hearts. And we just, we laugh, we play. And you could tell it was triggering for the yoga instructor. She's like, oh my gosh, like I need to settle the class down. We're like, why? We're just love. We're just, we're, we are pure love. I mean, we were respectful. We, you know, but we look at each other and we just laugh because we just have so much love for each other. We have so much love for humanity. We just enjoy. <laughs> but that takes um, getting, getting quiet, getting into the body and mm -hmm. some deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the starter package. <laughs> the spiritual starter package. <laughs> spiritual Step one. Did you do your breathing today? No. <laughs> Step yeah. two. Did you meditate today? No. <laughs> Step three. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So let's start with those first. Okay. Still feeling fearful. Okay. Just keep breathing. It's okay. Okay. Deeper breath. Okay. Can you hold that breath? Can you hold it in? Can you breathe it out, slave? How are you feeling? Feel a bit better. Okay, great. So let's ground. When's the last time you grounded? Well, I don't know. Let's get you out into nature. Let's get your feet in the earth. You're part of nature. Feel that energy, feel that vibrancy, feel the life that's growing all around us. We're part of that. We're not separate. So the nature piece came up a few times. I, I feel this calling to, to explore it a little bit more here before we we begin to wrap things up. The nature thing, you you put it in a way that uh, intrigued me. Our aura expands when we when we connect to nature. Talk to us a little bit about that and the way that you go about personally connecting with nature. Sure. So, well, nature holds a high frequency because it doesn't have density because it's perfect, right? And it's and if, if it's in its most purest form, it's only man and women that have distorted the field with the imbalances and the toxicity and you know the integral biology of the body gets out of alignment and and uh, our notion that we're separate so we're not we're not brought up to listen to nature to feel nature to be part of nature so when we step into nature it expands our electromagnetic field one because we aren't in those densely populated areas so we're not feeling into the swirling energetic frequencies of others i mean it's all us but you know obviously twenty thousand people feeling sadness you're gonna feel you're gonna feel that right and feel the intensity of that so getting right out into nature you can ground so you can really like anchor yourself back into your body and you are able to clear any energy but really it's not really about clearing it's just expanding right when we clear mm -hmm. we constrict ourselves so just, you're just really expanding your energy field um, and just connecting with it on an energetic level, like taking time to put your hands on a tree and ask for a, ask to connect with a tree or feeling a flower or looking at a little ant, talking to the little ant, feeling the vibration of the little ant, like all of these little beings and that are part of us, right? 
and as I said, just practice. Like if you were to imagine yourself talking to a dog, what, the, what would the dog say to you, right? If you, the imagination is, is the part that we use to be able to bypass the mind's limitation and open ourselves up to expression and open up our pineal glands to receive those different messages and different frequencies. And we just got to practice. Like if this tree could talk to me, what would it name? What, what would its name be? What, what message does it have for me today? Breathe. Okay. Shit. Okay. Keep being told to breathe. <laughs> right. Even the blades of grass, like, how do you feel like in, you know, we're, we're not present enough to the beauty that's all around us. And within us that's part of us right and if we keep connecting to that we naturally want to choose more pleasing experiences on our lives we naturally choose better products for the planet right we naturally choose better ways to consume and it shows up into that contribution piece as well like it's all very well us being super spiritual over here and doing our activations but you know, if, if the stuff that we're consuming is still having a direct impact on that wider community, which is the planet, then there's a misalignment there. So it's all the pieces, right? It's it's our journey, it's the alignment, it's the contribution, and it's the connection to each other, to the planet, to the who the beings that we're sharing this planet with as well. That's why I stopped to take a moment to acknowledge that I've been calling in the lizards the last few days. And I finally saw one. I've lived in this house for five months. I've never seen a lizard go across the lawn like that, but I've never asked for one to come and see me. So finally he's, he, he came to see me. Same with the little birds that live here. They, they, um, they weren't, they never sat on the chairs outside for months and months and months. And then I started doing a lot of energy work and they started sitting on the chairs and flying in front of the window to get my attention. Like they, the planet is switched on. It's us that switched off to receiving it. Like it's pretty beautiful when we can have that level of connection, even the rocks, like rocks are the most grounding things that we can connect to. If you ever want to feel like in your body, calm your nervous system, go stand on a rock or go lie on a rock or hug a rock. Just connect to that beautiful, almost like grandfather energy. Let it wrap its arms around you, feeling that stability a rock doesn't go anywhere. It's stable. It's always there. It's always showing up. Feeling into the identity of the rock, right? The identity of the trees. Like everything has a, a frequency, a personality that can communicate to us, but we have to get out of our own way, uh, out of our heads to attune the radio transmitter, right? It's that psychic awareness. That's a whole nother conversation, but we've covered a lot today. <laughs> you've done a fantastic job of taking us through a lot i just want to say you know the the words you speak definitely i can i can feel my i can feel the energy of a rock and just hearing you <laughs> share about it and um that's another piece that has been coming up quite a bit for me is connecting with the the consciousness of of different species and I, I thoroughly enjoy the, um, the approach of imagination and letting it be that, that play, right? Just it, what if this tree was talking to me? What would it say? Opposed to reaching, grasping for the, the right 
message, trying, efforting to telepathically communicate more the the openness of that again that that playful imaginative energy um not being attached to it being right or wrong um or being right i think that that can go a long way in like you said just practicing that practicing that opening up to that feeling um and i guess would you say feeling a greater sense of trust in that as as you do so mm-hmm Mm. Yeah, just practice. Flex those spiritual muscles. Yeah, I'm not going to get it right the first time. You know, it's it's beautiful. It doesn't matter. Make it up. (laughs) We made up humanity. We made up reality. That's imagination was what source was able to utilize to create thought into form, into physical manifestation. So... Well, this has been beautiful to share these transmissions today. Thank you for receiving. Thank you for being here, Zoe. So I do have one last grand finale question for you. But before I ask you that, um, please do tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and what you got going on. Sure. So you can connect with me on Instagram, which is I am Zoe Davenport. And the website is Zoe Davenport, which is Z-O-E-D-A-V-E-N-P-O-R-T dot C-O dot U-K. Um, and or, you know, if you have a personal question, just go to the website and um, reach out on the contact form as well and find out ways to, to play with the many programs and offerings that I have as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So are you ready for one last question? Go for it. Zoe, you just realized the ability to telepathically communicate to all of humanity and they're hearing, they're listening. What do you say? Don't grow up, it's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) Don't grow up, it's a trap. That's what stops us from using our imagination, from being present, from playing, from loving, all of it. We get so distorted and distracted. So my bigger message to humanity would be connect to that inner inner version of you, that inner child, and let them show you how to be in joy again, how to be present, how to live from that heart space. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you once again for being here with us my pleasure and for all that you're doing um i have a deep appreciation for someone that is as passionate as you are about service to the all and i see that i honor that so on behalf of us thank you for all that you are mm, thank you blessings Ascenders, that is going to be all for this episode of the Awaken Podcast and my conversation with the amazing Zoe Davenport. Do you feel it? Do you feel yourself on your highest available timeline? Because this can be embodied in this here and now through your presence, through accessing that place of no time, no space. 
And so I hope this episode was able to support you in being here, accessing this space, and embodying your highest available timeline. Ascenders, before we go here, going to put that request out one last time. If you enjoyed this episode and you believe that it has the capacity to support others, please do consider sharing this with three people that you care about in support of them and in support of our collective. But that's going to be all for this episode of The Awakening Podcast. I want to thank you once again for joining us, for tuning in, and for being here with us in our moment of ascension. Until next time.